This is the Indesa Members Memo, a podcast of the National Drug and Alcohol Screening Association. Indesa is 100% member-owned and is your industry voice. All right, hello, and welcome to this episode of uh, the Indesa Members Memo. I'm Joe McGuire. I'm the Executive Director for the National Drug and Alcohol Screening Association. And today we are interviewing one of our corporate members, Lyle Lighty from United States Drug Testing Laboratory, or USDTL. Did I say that right, Lyle? You're right, yes. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right. And did I pronounce your last name correctly? Pretty close, yeah. Pretty close, okay. Leakty? Leakty, right. Leakty, yeah. leakty. Okay. I yeah. always get that wrong. I apologize for that, no. but I got, it, I got it stuck in my head. <laughs> it's just a German twist name that's difficult. I always tell people just to think of leak and T and then you'll be fine. But there we go. Okay. You've probably even told me that, but uh, I'm so glad yeah. to have you here. Um, it, it's just been wonderful getting to know you over the past year since our last conference in 2020. And uh, we've talked several times um, throughout the year on a variety of topics. You come to our uh, town hall meetings on a regular basis. And so I asked uh, if I could interview you today because I just love all of the options that USDTL offers for people in our industry for um, what many consider alternative testing. Um, Some of it isn't alternative testing. Some of it's pretty standard, I guess. But um, so I just wanted to talk to you a little bit about that. But first, um, why don't you tell us uh, about yourself? How did you come to work at USDTL and what was your path in uh, coming into this industry? Sure. Yeah. Thanks for having me. I really enjoyed uh, Andesa and you and the people I've got to meet in the past year. I'll yeah. never forget that week. Yeah. Flew out Sunday morning, the ninth, and nobody thought much of the COVID. And then by mm-hmm. Wednesday, we it knew was it was a pandemic. Yeah. Yeah. I got home Friday morning about 1 a.m. and on the 13th of and we knew something was wrong. So yes, yeah. That was our last conference. That was the last conference. Yeah, yeah, we should write a book, the last conference. <laughs> yeah, so, anyhow, but uh, yeah, thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, how I got into the industry, I'd have to go back. And I'll go back real quick. In high school, I worked in a pharmacy and in a nursing home, which now is a huge long-term care apartments a whole bit, but my hometown. And then when I went to college, I worked uh, part-time, I think my third year at a hospital. And I got to know the hospital administration resident and she was doing her residency. And I got to know the vice president of the hospital. And he was the type that was a, a mentor. And so, he would allow me to come in and talk to him about healthcare and hospital administration. So that led me to go into, uh, after undergrad, I went to grad school at University of Cincinnati to study healthcare administration planning. I liked their program because we had dual major of the healthcare management part and planning, which I've learned is really you know important. Gotcha. And then I, um, I was in hospital administration did my residency at Columbus Regional Hospital and then 
Columbus, Indiana. And then I uh, was in that role and joined, moved to Indianapolis from there and joined what was uh, Blue Cross Blue Shield, which is now Anthem. Mm -hmm. That as a financial consultant, I would go out and negotiate contracts with hospitals. But then I realized I really did enjoy that because I was negotiating with what I had just come from, and hospitals have a thin margin. So mm -hmm. I liked the business development aspect, but I did really like the hammering of we're going to only pay you so much. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, <laughs> yep, yep. So anyhow, I realized I really liked business development. And so I went back to um, hospital administration for 10 years and was in the charge of all the clinicals at a local hospital here in Indianapolis, except for nursing, because they really need a nurse to oversee that. So mm -hmm. I did that. And then I, they asked me to do um, business development and marketing at the hospital. I did that as a director. And then uh, tenant healthcare who purchased us um, during that time, they decided to close the hospital because oh. the, um, in Indianapolis, there's four major health systems. Mm -hmm. and it's really hard to compete if you're a solo hospital. Sure. There aren't many solo hospitals left around the large cities. So then I decided to not accept, you know, they would just give you opportunities around the country, but we, we were settled here. So mm -hmm. I decided to... Uh, go back into business development sales in the medical health care arena mm -hmm. and did that from selling implants to clinical databases to software. But I always had my eye on a company here called AIT Laboratories. They were in the news a lot because they were a growth company that was very, uh, very good at clinical and forensic toxicology. So they never had openings, but one year, 2013, they did. So I pursued it and that's how I got into the toxicology world in June of 2013. And um, then I got to know a lot of the other laboratories and I got to know USDTL through Matt, it's a Midwest conference, and okay. uh, a couple people there. And then I was on a committee to help have the conference in Indianapolis. And that was a lot of fun. And, and then that's how I got to know more about USDTL. Okay. And then I, you know, was really interested when they had opportunities. Um, and that's how I ended up. I talked to them a year before I joined them and um, learn more. And so that's how I got involved and, and accepted it. So I was the first remote employee there for several years because um, everybody else is in the Chicago area, which is where the lab is. But now we have okay. um, myself and another uh, lady on the marketing team. She's out in Kansas, um, but they did have a gentleman in the past from Louisville um, that was remote, but with COVID and even the team in Chicago working remote, we've realized uh, our COO, Dr. Jones, has realized how efficient it can be to be remote. Sure. For different reasons. So 
um, that's how I got into the business and that's how things are set up right now. And um, since we start traveling again for conferences, uh, it'll be sort of back to normal. You know, we do have some live conferences coming up and good. that'll be great. So, Well, good. I'm glad to hear that. I think I'm getting a, maybe a little bit of feedback. Um, not sure. I'm not sure if you're hearing any echo. I just want to make sure on that. <laughs> but no, uh, no okay. Uh, wow. So we're going to see you again in May. Um, yep. And we're very excited to to actually get to greet one another in person. It's been a long, long year of uh, everyone um, isolating and being holed up. I know you've been hold up in your basement in your home office for for a good long while um but tell us a little bit about usdtl tell us about um your products and services and we're not trying to do a commercial for usdtl by any means but of course um we let everybody talk about their business on uh in any avenue that we can because we are member owned and member operated and you don't have members if they don't have business uh right. so um but you guys do a lot of testing types and you and I have talked about this we do a lot of testing types that some people in our industry are not necessarily familiar with and I always think this is just a great educational opportunity for folks to understand that there are a variety of um, alternative tests out there that they could use to increase their their business offerings so why don't you tell us a little bit about that sure yeah the company has a really good knowledge base of chemists and toxicologists and have our own research and development department. So that has uh, been key, obviously, for all these people who have been here a long time to develop testing. Um, and of course, we do test urine, but that's not our focus. Um, there's a lot of good labs that do that. So um, we do um, testing different matrices, such as hair testing, fingernails, toenails, um, blood. So a dr dried blood spot is real mm -hmm. simple and easy for the collector. Mm -hmm. And then- And they don't have to be a phlebotomist. Right. So we do whole blood. We don't see a lot of it, but the finger prick, that is very common and growing. Mm -hmm. And then uh, we also provide testing uh, in here called it's a product called child guard and mm -hmm. that is a wonderful product because it collects uh, any congestion and uh, environmental exposure that the individual has for the past 90 days mm -hmm. but it also ours is different and unique because it provides the collection of the drug and the metabolites wow so, it's a registered um, trademark, and we're the ones who um, have that to offer our clients to help them with their business as, as they grow their business. And, then, and this is really great for like court testing environments, right? Right. It's excellent. It's uh, so courts, course attorneys, mm -hmm. family, individuals, and then um, Department of Human Services or Child Protection, child-related services. They're all very interested in this and use it. And then um, the test isn't limited to, you know, minors, but it's marketed as child guard because that's how it was 
uh, launched years ago. Mm-hmm. But you or I could, you know, could be tested uh, with through the hair. But that product is very uh, has blossomed this year because a lot of our clients or new clients have they're looking for ways to increase their business. Mm-hmm. So this is one way where they haven't, you know, done that before. I had a yesterday I had a call back from a judge and a court administrator in Texas who wants to have a call, a virtual call next week about it because they are really interested. And mm-hmm. it's very helpful for everybody involved to know what's going on through this test. So now you said it's unique because um, it's environmental testing and metabolite. So tell me the difference between just doing this uh, like, like a hair test, uh, any other hair test. Well, for example, the hair test uh, in our, in the child guard, the environmental exposure. So anything they're exposed to for the past 90 days, Mm -hmm. as well as the, if they congested it, whether, you know, on purpose, which mm-hmm. may be the case, but a lot of times it's not. Mm-hmm. So that, there's two avenues there. And then mm-hmm. the fact that it captures a drug and the metabolite of the drug. So that's a differentiator of mm-hmm. our way to test. And that gives the, the results provide more information because you're actually getting uh, the metabolite part of the drug. Right. And um, I just think that's so incredible. I I used to be with um, TSS out of um, Alaska, and uh, they also have locations in the Midwest, but we did a lot of child protective services testing um, on children. And I mean, a lot of child hair testing. And, uh, you know, every now and again, um, we would get the, the DNA request, but the uh, for court or, you know, whatever, but the vast majority of it was, um, children who were in, uh, drug use environments and, um, there were, you know, custody issues or whatever have you. Um, and, uh, sometimes they were unification cases where mom and dad were doing better. They were trying to place them back in the home or whatnot. Um, but I mean, you know, we had, uh, and I'm sure you've heard of this or seen this. We had kids that would go from the frying pan into the fire. They would get removed from one home and you'd test them 90 days later and you'd see that the the results weren't much better. You know, right. the exposure that they had. Now it went from, you know, meth to cocaine and whatever, you know. Um, so I, I just love what you guys do so much because um, we have kids out there, you know, I, I don't know if you're aware of this, um, but there, there is something called the world drug agreements through the United Nations, um, council of nations. And, uh, gosh, years ago, I'm trying to remember which year, I think it was 2015 or 16. I want to say, um, I had the opportunity to represent our industry at the United Nations world drug agreements Congress. Um, in uh, New York. And though there is a um, worldwide pact that says every child has a right to grow up in a drug-free environment. And we spend a lot of time policing uh, some of our third world countries to, you know, kind of 
preach and teach that children do not need to grow up in these um, massively drug-induced uh, mm-hmm. homes. And yet here in our own country, we sometimes fail at yeah. that. So I'm, I'm always glad when I know that there are people who are doing this and involved in it and um, these cases are active. They're sad and they're hard uh, and they're difficult, but we've got to protect those, those babies, you know. Um, then we glossed a little bit over that um, PETH test. Yeah. Uh, I, think, uh, I think a lot of people just don't know anything about PETH testing. And I was in this industry for a long time before I learned about it and how I learned about it was that my daughter was working for a drug test company um, based out of Denver. And um, she was describing PETH test to me one day. And I said, what is this? What are you doing? Explain this to me again. And I, I made her tell me like six times. Cause I was, I said, yeah, you do blood. You're allowed to do blood. Did you have to, you know? And um, so I think the first time that I talked to you about it, that's why I was grilling you because I wanted to make sure she was understanding yeah. what she was doing. And um, so, and and I learned, you know, I was asking around and people are like, I, I don't know what you're talking about, but a lot of time uh, courts will order this because it's actually an alcohol test. Is that correct? Right. Right. Yeah, the, um, path, so if you, the, our abbreviation for it is capital P, capital E, and TH, mm-hmm. and so um, phosphoethanol, and it's a it's blood specimens that we have that will provide a window of detection of about three weeks, two to four weeks. Mm-hmm. So that's that's a good window of detection. It's not as long as hair or nail, but it's mm-hmm. really good and it's very easy. Um, you just have a finger stick via lancet, and then we have um, the, um, we provide supply, so it's an instant seal and ship. Um, it's observed donor collection. Um, so it's used by state medical boards, DUI courts, um, different programs. Um, Federal Aviation Administration uses it in human intervention motivation studies for pilots, um, mm-hmm. child custody, drug courts, um, professional health programs. So it's very um, useful, simple, it's cost effective. Um, so the PETH test, the child guard are two of the tests that we have seen a huge growth in mm-hmm. this year and continuing into 2021. And that's where we like to make sure that our customers and our prospects understand that they can capitalize on adding to their uh, portfolio of what they're offering their community and their uh, base of business. So exactly, it's uh, been a real helpful for some of them to say, okay, I'm, I'm plateauing, COVID's hit me, or even without COVID, you know, it's very good to have, if you want to add to your portfolio and serve your community, you're helping serve a need that's out there and you're also going to grow your business and make sure your employees are employed maybe you're going to add employees Mm -hmm. it's a very uh two of the best options for that we found that people once they're aware of it they really want to um start up and they also nail is becoming more popular testing on nails because testing on nails yep yeah because you know these tests are harder 
and extremely difficult to adulterate. So that's become right. uh, very important. Is there a way to adulterate the fingernail test? I, I've heard of people trying to soak their fingernails in bleach and, and whatnot. Well, I think, you know, there's obviously always uh, ways to do it. Uh, there's always somebody figuring something out, but they're extremely difficult to Mm-hmm. Yeah, not easy. Not e- and no. and uh, nail polish doesn't do it, and you know yeah. all of those things. I mean, it's got to be pretty extreme, right? Um, and painful to do. It's you know so much easier just to not do drugs or deal with the fact that you did. Um, <laughs> yeah, now, no. um, I don't want to miss the fact that you said that the PEF test. I'm jumping back uh, for a second. That the PEF test can be really effective for uh, professional medical testing. So. So uh, there are programs where um, there's uh, drug monitoring for doctors and nurses who are in healthcare and maybe overseeing, you know, medications and whatnot, um, or subject to drug testing for violations. And then right. often the PEP test will be used to because you get that two to three week window on have they had a violation of their alcohol. Um, right. Yeah, agreement. So for anybody who is wanting to get into professional medical testing, uh, court testing, human services testing, um, all of these things are great. And judges are really catching on to a lot of these methods, um, especially in in drug courts, too. Not just just, um, civil or criminal, but uh, drug courts are using a lot of these products as well. So it is um, definitely an expanded course of, of offerings for people in our industry. Um, but one of the things that I've been impressed with you guys about is that you offer an array of marketing materials for every one of these products that can be co-branded with right. a company's own um, logoed information. And that's free. Like you don't yeah. charge for it. You guys um, put it out there and it it explains all of the information and you are really in it to help the business owner succeed. And like you said, increase their offerings and um, you make it super easy uh, for them to do that. And uh, I really appreciate that about you guys, um, you know, and that you, it's not a big secret and you because sometimes you sign up with a lab and if you don't have the time effort and energy to deeply research every test and the product offerings and whatnot it's, it's not that information's not coming to you right. it, it's like you know they expect you to do your own homework and figure it out so sometimes people who are new to the industry are trying to figure out well what does that test metabolite mean and what is in that panel and what exactly are we breaking out here you know, when it, especially yeah. when it's things outside of the, the typical five panel. Um, but uh, that was one thing that, that really impressed me about USDTL um, years ago when I, I had signed up one of the companies that I worked for um, with your products and the marketing materials that got thrown at me. I was like, wow, I learned <laughs> so much, you know, yeah. it was yeah. fabulous. Yeah, we do. Um, we have a team and uh, the business development sales, marketing, we all work together mm-hmm. and we meet literally every week. And then we have um, projects on base camp that we all contribute to. So there's constant collaboration uh, between what we're hearing and seeing and re- being requested in the market and marketing. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't always happen in every organization, at least in my right. experience. So it's mm-hmm. very important 
and then they create these um, really good pieces. And we do have um, a couple of pieces are actually called co-branding, mm-hmm. uh, but they're but like you said, they the client can utilize these, and it's very helpful for them because it helps them to utilize it and what they want to on their website, as well as if they're going to you know have something to hand out or not. we actually have a updated catalog that, that provides you know there's 15 pages and it goes through our accreditations our history of developing um, new testing of, as well as um, what's forensically defensible training to support litigation services and that has our drug panels so we have panels that range from five drugs up to 19. So a lot of clients like to work with us because we have all these options, plus our add-ons um, that we're trying to stay ahead of, of the market. Um, and then as far as path testing, that can be done with whole blood. It's just that the dried blood spot is very easy. And you like you said, you don't need a phlebotomist. And there's mm-hmm. no special storage or shipping needed. So um, mm-hmm. the, uh, the the catalog provides, and we also have a simple page for this, but it, it gives you the window of detection for type of test. Mm-hmm. So, so you can say, okay, we need this, or let's try this, as, as opposed to not knowing. So our really, a lot of our job is to educate and inform and engage so that they know what the benefit can be to work with the USDTL um, as their sole lab or as a lab in conjunction with some another lab that they might focus on urine. Um, sure. So it's been, it's very uh, important to make sure. And the people that really take a few minutes of their busy day to talk with us or we schedule time, you know, virtually or aren't call or in person again in the future, then they can see what the value is to them, like I mentioned before, because um, some business owners obviously have a focus and they may not need some of this because they might do, um, let's say they might do pre-employment testing that this isn't part of their um, repertoire, but then others need, need this different testing. Yeah, most commonly what I see is people who are pretty um, entrenched in DOT testing and so they don't think a lot about the alternative specimen testing because um, they just do the DOT model. However, um, you know, how I learned about you guys the first time, uh, I was working with a company that had franchise locations and one of our guys um, was ordered to do a or one of his clients actually was ordered to do a hair test for court. And um, as you have probably heard a thousand times, um, this little mister showed up for his drug test, shaved from head to toe. And um, the court said, clip his fingernails. And uh, the franchisee called me and said, what am I supposed to do with nails? And, and the funny thing was, as um, <laughs> it was, I was kind of green in the industry. I mean, I, I knew my DOT stuff, but I was really hadn't done a lot of alternative testing myself. 
And this guy had a really thick accent um, because he was from down south. And he goes, what am I supposed to do with Nils? And I said, yeah. Nils. And he goes, yeah, Nils, what do I do with Nils? And I said, what kind of Nils? What are you talking about? And he's like, yeah. you know, fingernails, toenails. And I was like, I don't know. What are you supposed to do with them? Yeah. <laughs> and so I had to really quick it on the computer. Um, like, I, this is just such a throwback to me because I can remember uh, everything around me. And I was searching, you know, can you test nails? And uh, you guys popped up and I called and got him a nail kit. And um, it was just the funniest thing because I, I didn't know we did that, you know. Um, and sure enough, so then we, that, you know, that was the first time we added fingernail testing. But to be honest with you, I didn't even, um, oh my gosh, that was so long ago. I didn't check into a lot of the other even types of, of uh, testing and, until much later. So, um, but you guys have always been great about customer service and support. And I don't think there's ever been a time I have not called USDTL. And I, I don't use you guys a ton. I mean, obviously now I'm not even doing yeah. collections regularly myself because I'm, you know, managing Indesa. But um, when I did, I, I just always got someone on the phone. It was right. you know, never one of those things, which I hear so often of I'm stuck in the phone train. <laughs> the yeah, phone yeah that's, that's true. talk to I, a uh, human being. <laughs> right. Yeah, you call us or email us and we have very well-trained client service team and they yeah. have direct connection and training from um, our scientists and yeah. very good. And we have hours that are from 6 a.m. to 8 p.m. Central Time. So wow. we make sure that we're not missing um, people that might. Now, a lot of the early calls mm-hmm. come from the hospitals where that's a, a different side of our business where we sure. test for the newborns. That, you know, it might mm-hmm. be. Uh, oh, my device. gosh. Listen, testing newborns. I had a um, I had a lady one time back closer to your neck of the woods um, in the Midwest, and uh, she had her child taken away right after birth because the uh, umbilical cord was tested and the baby tested positive for heroin and um she swore up and down you know she never used heroin a day in her life and actually um her and her husband ran a non-profit for drug-free communities oh my god and it was just like this huge scandal and so um we got on the horn uh with toxicologists and this and that and the other thing and come to find out um we'll get into the whole thing because i have a couple more questions i want to ask you but um, during her pregnancy, she had this terrible um, morning sickness, and someone recommended a poppy tea. Oh. And she ordered poppy seeds off of the internet and had them shipped over from like China or somewhere. Yep. And she was using an extreme amount of poppy. And I, I'm, I mean, I'm talking like, um, I think she told me a half a cup of poppy seeds per tea, um, per per you know pot of tea yeah. per day you do a half a cup of poppy yeah. uh, seeds a day. Um, oh yeah. You and your baby yeah. are testing positive for heroin. Yeah. I mean, come on, you know? So um, I don't ever know how the case ended up turning out mm-hmm. in the long run. We just got her hooked up with some, 
scientists and some MRO and, you know, right. toxicology and this and that to learn um, that she had made some really poor choices right. uh, for her and her child. But I remember, you know, being on the phone with her and her telling me how much poppy she was consuming. And I was like, did you yeah. not even read on the internet? You know, most pregnant women are so careful about everything they put right. in their body. And then, you know, it was hard to believe that was a completely innocent mistake, I guess. But um, so what are some of the things that you um, typically want people in the collections industry to know? Are there any common problems or issues that you guys try to help your customer base through on a, you know, like on the regular that you can give us some advice on? Yeah, the uh, one thing that we've done a good job of is on our website, we have a collection training uh, videos, as well as PDFs. You do have good so, training, yeah. And so, yeah, it can walk you through. It walks you through that. Plus, um, you can get our own hands-on training. We have a room that we do calls and virtual meetings from, and we'll do that for any customer, or we'll just simply make sure they know via telephone call. But we, once we have our new customer, then we do an onboarding. Uh, virtual call and we have an agenda however we let them tell us what else they want to focus on so we make sure that they're comfortable with the collection process whether it's the nails like you mentioned or the pet test or um, the hair so everything is documented um, for them so they're comfortable and then they'll get a certificate of um, training from us so that they feel and their owner feels that they're ready to go ahead with that. Um, Great. The, and the service, like I said, and you mentioned is, is very good. Um, mm -hmm. Of course, there's always going to be times when you might get a voicemail, but we get our callback rate is very high. We have for the past two or three years, our client satisfaction survey has come back at 97% of the um, those that responded have rec would recommend us and are happy with our service. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. we're not at hundred percent. We'd like to be, but I think of course. That's, that's pretty good. So yeah, I think we do a good job of that, but we're always wanting to do better. So we like feedback from our clients and, and even prospects. And, you know, one thing I emphasize is that if someone decides to do business with us, Ask them why they're why why do you want to do business with us so we know or if they don't right now why don't they you know so it's important to know that as well. Um, mm -hmm. But our scientists we have um, a, it's called journal clubs. Our scientists meet every week to discuss what else should we be working on, or I shouldn't say us, but they should be working on to address the market, and that's where you'll see things that we do that other labs don't because they're working on this and then we, we release it and announce it and it's available. Um, and then um, that's where the other side of a business I mentioned, the newborn, where, you know, for years, meconium was the key thing to test in a newborn. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now um, the uh, umbilical cord tissue is, is growing and growing, especially with, our larger panels, they can capture more drugs 
or potential drug abuse. Mm -hmm. So one of the things that we have done this past year was we um, have a new test for um, Kratom. It's a trop tropical tree native. Yes, Asia. Kratom is a growing trend. Yeah, so mm -hmm. we feel we're probably on the leading edge of it because you're not seeing a lot of labs doing it. And how are you it. testing for Kratom? Is it in hair? What are you, how are you testing for it? Uh, we're doing the Kratom is in our drug panel for uh -huh. the, I'm sorry, excuse me. The, um, we put it in the um, hair and nail and um, we're going to be, we're seeing a lot of growth in that for both the, um, the newborn, I'm sorry, not the, the uh, adult and child side. So that's where we have that as well as the um, other drugs that are being added on. They're part of add-ons. So you mm -hmm. could have a, a drug panel and you could just um, add gabapentin or kratom or mm -hmm. you know, etg oh gabapentin is another one that's a big growing um you are speaking the language of chuck marting who's doing uh um uh trending drugs of abuse at our conference in addition to his uh how to catch cheaters um training class it's a pre-conference training mm -hmm. and um yeah these are you know he's a retired cop so he talks right. about drug trends a lot and these are the things that he says all the time is gabapentin the kratom the, these are the kind of things where you can um you can tell that someone's high and you can't quite figure out what is going on with them because the symptoms can mask a few things, you know, it's, it's wild. Um, but that is so great to know that those tests can be done with you guys, because yeah. sometimes when you try to do, um, you know, expanded panels of drugs, you get into those areas with a traditional lab, you can start talking about hundreds of dollars of right. panels. And, uh, you know, the, so when we, when the laboratory, the scientists, they decide when to incorporate it. For example, um, on the newborn side, the um, forensic test for gabapentin was in umbilical cord was launched last year. Um, Kratom was launched in 2019 um, in umbilical cord. So, you know, we're constantly wanting to make it available in both of our business units mm -hmm. so that people, you know, have it available to test for. And that's where we do get a lot of our new businesses from people that can't find what they need. Um, and they'll find out about us through a Google search or through a lot of it's through word of mouth. Mm -hmm. um, you mentioned the uh, professional health, uh, professional health testing. That's become a very uh, large part of you know, business in, in America, because whether it's a different, you know, medical professional or, or other, these organizations are, have their own committees mm -hmm. and they test for it. And then there's the states have their own, but then health systems have their own. We just have um, a new agreement with the fourth largest health system in the country that's going to be using PETH for their testing for their PHP program. Mm -hmm. And now, you know, the good news is they haven't had to submit any specimens yet, but Got you. if they do, they, they know 
that we'll be able to take care of them. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like you said earlier, it's a sad, the whole thing is sad, but necessary. Right. Um, right. And that's where sometimes it gets me, makes me really sad because mm-hmm. it's, uh, you just have to let go of it after work. But right. Right. You do send me emails or ask me stuff. And I just don't want to, you know, read about it or talk about it sometimes. Yep. Yep. I know. I, I hear. Yeah, we do. That's something that um, we always have to remember our why, you know, we, we right. do some of the roughest stuff, but um, then we see people that turn it around and, you know, we know that we're protecting children and safety and all of those things. And that's what, you know, gets us up in the morning. Yeah. Um, and you guys also do some education. Tell us, are you still doing the talks? What is it? The coffee? Yeah, talk? yeah we have two. Um, so the coffee talks are from our newborn group. And they do those every, uh, I think it's every six or eight weeks. I know it's every quarter. And then we have talks, talks on a specific topic. So we'll be doing another one at the end of March. Um, Dr. Jones is always involved because he's an mm-hmm. expert toxicologist and we really need him involved for the science part. Mm-hmm. And um, he's got lots of, you know, years of experience of testimony and so forth. So those are well attended. We usually have between 150 to 200 plus attendees. And then if they can't attend, they can go on our website and view it later. And those are real valuable. And we also give, we ask them for feedback. So um, that way we can learn there's something that really struck a chord that they like it really helped them or if they want yeah, more they are uh, very very educational especially yeah. for anybody who wants to understand like you said the toxicology a little bit more um they're just fabulous uh, because you really learn how how the test works why it works and what you're you know and some of us i, I mean we don't all do this but uh, often we'll get asked these things by the client and it's tough if you don't know the answer because they are relying on us to be the experts. So it's good to get that education um, and to, to understand, you know, how those, how those things uh, actually, you know, shake out at the scientific level. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, it's very yeah, it totally is. Is there anything else that you would like us to know about today before we sign off? This has been such a great um, interview educationally. I mean, we're, we're learning so much today. Anything else you'd like to share with us? Oh, I would just encourage everybody to, you know, make sure they're aware of what's out there for their business. Um, or their organization, mm-hmm. whether it's, you know, occupational health or, you know, collection sites, TPAs, um, corporations that have needs and, and maybe think outside the box, you know, maybe mm-hmm. they're, they're used to this and that's okay. And that's good. But maybe there's other ways to, to make sure that they have a healthy uh, breadth of Test to offer, and they might just be a few a year, but that could help whoever that end user or that person is. Um, and that's why we're trying to continually um, do our job to uh, protect and enrich lives, whether it's a child or an adult or someone who's you know has challenges. And mm-hmm. uh, always welcome to 
you know, talk to people, whether they're interested in just learning or if they want to add to their portfolio, we're, you know, always available and mm-hmm. encourage people to come visit us uh, on our talks, talks, coffee talks, mm-hmm. conferences. We do lots and lots of conferences um, where we did. And now this year, we'll see how many we get to, but it's yeah. You'll be back. (laughs) We're all coming back. And we will um, actually see you guys in St. Louis in May. You guys just um, came on as a bronze sponsor of our conference. And uh, we are just so excited to partner with you in that way. And uh, so our all of our attendees and members and whether they are live or virtual, will get uh, some information and materials from y'all but uh, people can stop by your booth and um, and chat with you and learn about all the alternative test products and I'm sure you'll have a goodie or two to hand out COVID safe by uh, 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 certainly and yeah. uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah. while it's been great to visit with you about thank you for taking this time and for educating our audience and for visiting with us and um, just for letting me get to know you a little bit better yeah thank you I really enjoyed it and we look forward to the conference and Everybody stay safe and be healthy. You bet. All right. All right. Take care. And for those of you who are listening, make sure to um, like our podcast wherever you listen. Make sure you subscribe and spread the news so that others in our industry can learn. We are always um, sharing something with you that's educational, helpful, productive, and uh, promotes your business. So uh, we will see you all next time. Have a great weekend. Stay safe. This episode of the Indesa Members Memo is sponsored by Orishore Technologies. Orishore offers testing products for drugs of abuse and alcohol. The Intercept Oral Fluid Drug Test is the first and only FDA-cleared oral fluid laboratory-based drug test for the nine most requested drugs of abuse. Intercept is simple to use with an easy collection procedure and a collection time of only five minutes. While being the number one recognized brand in laboratory-based oral fluid testing since 2000, the specimen is collected on site but is then sent to a lab for testing. Companies get the convenience and immediacy of oral fluid testing, but also solid and defensible lab results. You don't sacrifice the accuracy of reliability of your current testing program. You simply eliminate the need to collect urine. Indesa is proud to have Orisher as our first official sponsor of the Indesa Members Memo podcast. Thank you, Orisher. Check out their website at www.orisher.com. Thank you for listening to the Indesa Members Memo. Subscribe to hear all of our podcasts and join Indesa to access all of our professional industry resources. Visit us at ndasa.com.